Macca. Hey, Streety, we're back. Episode number 35 of Sports and Spit. 35? It feels like we've been doing this for a lot longer. We've been doing it for quite a while. I think yeah. this might be our third year. Yeah, third year, wow. And 35 <clears throat> episodes. Longer it's, than some jobs I've had. Pretty ordinary. Mm. But anyway, we are here with two of our friends, Mitchie and Two Nugget. regulars, actually. Two regulars. Hey, boys. Evening, gents. Evening, all. Nugget and Mitch, hey? Yep, we have a... Uh, We've got a foursome going on here. Yes. Yeah. Nice new setup with some new mics and um, yep. some new audio. It's the very, new studio. Well, it's the old studio. It's just got new mics in it. That's well, it. you've got a new mic. Yeah, sorry, boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, the talent gets the gets the, the talent gets all the gear, mate. Oh, I see. Yeah, we'll talk terms later. Yeah, that's right. The starters and the superstars get looked after <laughs> with the new gear. But well, anyway, we've got a lot to talk about. We've a lot to talk about. We are going to discuss, for the most part, mm. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Yeah, mm. unfortunately, may he rest in peace. And all of the people that were on the helicopter crash and tragically passed away. What was it about three weeks ago now? Two or three weeks. Yeah. It's Australia Day. Two, two, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, so the four of us are basketball fanatics and have been pretty much for the majority of our lives. Yep. So we essentially have grown up with Kobe. Um, mm. He's pretty much almost our age, or we were a couple of years younger. So we were there when he came in and when he went out. Yes, and that's probably about the quality of what we're going to get in terms of joke. So, uh, obviously, three weeks removed, and given we didn't know him very well, obviously, all the grief has gone out of the room. So, we'll edit the laughing you, out later. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, we'll edit that out. I wasn't later. meant to make that, make that a, 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 a tense uh, situation. A, um, We've got some differing opinions on Kobe Bryant. We do. And, and, and we, we, we wanted to discuss them together, yep. and, and we wanted to make sure they were discussed in good faith as well. We didn't want to. We don't want to cause any offence by the opinions that we've got, and we're obviously, you know, send our condolences and and wish every family that suffered a loss through that tragedy and any tragedy, obviously, the best wishes of, of the podcast. But we think it's right to basically express those opinions and and have a discussion because that's what we're about, right? That's In, correct. We can have opinions and a biased okay. and opinionated <clears throat> podcast on Australian and international sport. So before we get that, we're going to do the usual uh, roundup and. You know, what's going on the last week or two mm. in the sporting world. And uh, we're going to be guided by Nugget to keep us on track. I'll try. I'll try. So Nugget's going to act as our producer tonight because we've been basically told that we crap on a little bit, surprisingly enough. Yeah. Some of our episodes are a little bit too long. So we're going to try and cut it down a little bit. So, namely by Nugget, actually. <laughs> so um, probably the biggest thing since our last episode was the Australian Open concluded. Yes. Um... I'll speak for myself that I stopped taking a single bit of interest once Kyrgios got knocked out. Mm. Um, I actually kind of thought he could. Why couldn't. is that? Do you not like tennis or do you just like a controversial character like Kyrgios? Oh, he's, he was an Aussie. <clears throat> and I probably would have watched it if Ash Barty had it kept going. But yeah, yeah. He's made it to the semi-final. To, to, to be perfectly honest, I don't know any of those players besides you know, the real Barty. big names. Oh, really? So I don't really have much of an interest in it. Mm. Um, yeah. Can you tell me who won the women's? No. Yeah, so does anyone around the table know who uh, won the women's? Was it the young American? It was the young American. I, can't, I don't know her name, no. Yeah. Coco Gaff, was that her? No, no she's no. too young. She's a 15-year-old. Okay. Yeah. But Novak Djokovic took his eighth yeah. Australian Open men's title. Eight titles is pretty decent. Where does he yeah. sit now in the all-time? He's third, so I think he's still behind Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer. How far? Do you think he can get him? He's got about four to go, I think, four. to get Roger. Yeah. How old so, is um, Djokovic now? He is 30, yeah. 
34, maybe? 34, I think. Well, I, I mean, like he's, he'll, I actually think he'll run Roger Federer down. Yeah. He's, because of, like, if you saw any of Novak's matches across the course of the Australian Open, I said this earlier to Mitch, I think, he just basically chokes you out of a game. Like, he is so precise and so consistent, right? So he's 32 years old, producer Nuggets tell us. But he, he's just so precise that you basically have to get everything back. And when, when you just can't get anything past him, basically. And so you've got to play so consistently. And Dominic team in, like in the final did that for two sets. Yeah, almost three sets, and then Djokovic just chokes him away. You know. It's so the last episode ridiculous. we did our, our sort of our, our our future sort of predictions of, of how you know we think athletes will you know the, the, their longevity increase and yeah. and we spoke about you know the roles of um, you know um, technology and training and things like that. Mm. Let's just assume that Djokovic plays for another five or six years and he gets those four or five Grand Slams extra. Yeah, and he becomes the all-time winningest tennis player. <clears throat> yeah. But he won't be the all-time most beloved, will he? No, because he's a soulless idiot. Like he's just got nothing. Like he just—I can't get excited for his victories no. because he just seems so fake. I don't know. Like that wanky stuff he does at the end, where he does a weird mm. thank you to the crowd. I just can't buy into it. Did he fall on the court this time when he won? No, he probably pretended to cry. I feel like he's always got fake tears when he wins. Yeah, he's weird. You get to that point, you don't need to cry anymore. No. You've done it. You've done it enough. How many has he won, Nugget? How many major titles has he won? Standby. <laughs> like it's in the teens, obviously, because that's where Federer was. So he's yeah. four away, he's in the teens. Yeah. Right? So you win anything in the teens, hmm. mate, you're not crying when you do it. No. Like that's when the Celtics reeled off eleven NBA titles. Yeah. Or was it St. George Dragons? How many did they get? They both NBA, did. Eleven. Both, both did eleven. Yeah. Both did eleven. Yeah. Mate, I bet on the tenth, the boys that have been there for every one of them would go. Yeah. Just get a bit old. Yeah, chalk another one. You're not going to cry. Like, I mean, you're going to be excited. That would just like. But you're not going to go, oh, mate, it's the greatest day of my life. What about the last 10? 17. 17. Where's Federer? You sung 17 times, mate, you're not crying over it. No. Federer's sitting at. Jeez, this producer needs a bit of. I cried when both my children were born. Let me tell you, if I'd made it past two, I probably would have stopped crying. If I made it past two, I would cry every day. Yeah, that's true. I probably wouldn't have cried on the day they were born. I probably would have cried every day there. You cry when the daycare fees come. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's going to sting you. It right. is, it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Living so, that life. I tried to tell you, mate. Three's uneconomical. I've worked it out on a spreadsheet. Yeah, nubby as well. <clears throat> 20. He's on. 20. Okay, so Djokovic is going to get him. He'll get him. He'll get him. Yeah, I believe Barring that. injury. And he may eclipse him by... Maybe another three or four. Mm. It's, it's reasonable to think He'll probably that. get him in the next two or three years. Yeah, yeah. I probably think he probably will, actually. Maybe stage injury fee. Um, injury fee. Anyway, fee. fee. Ash Barty, mm. I mean, outside of Australia, um, is she, where does she rank on the, the women's sort of, uh, you know, scale in terms of popularity? I, I feel like, unless you're a tennis diehard and an Aussie, yeah. her profile globally may be not so big. Yeah. It's getting up there. Like yeah. she made some good money last year. She made up to 20, 20 million dollars. Um, <clears throat> but That's good. but she but you're right. Her marketability. Like the women's game of tennis has been dominated by the Williams sisters, both on the court and off the court, mm. for a number of years. Mm. And then you had, from a marketing perspective, you had the Anna Kournikovas and the Maria Sharapovas, who were taking all the endorsement money because of how they looked, not because of how they played. Yes, yeah. that's correct. And and so. Bless them. 
Yeah, God bless him. Yeah, like thankfully, mm. like thanks a lot, Anna Ivanovic. What are you doing now? <laughs> like so, but but so Ash Barty, she's oh, I I think actually she's underrated as one of Australia's greatest sportsmen or sports okay, athlete at the moment because of what she's doing in the game of tennis. Yep, she's she's wrangling that kind of stranglehold that Serena Williams has had like for years, but it's. It's so hard. Like, the women's game goes up and down, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it, there hasn't been anyone as consistent as what Williams was a couple of years ago. And, you know, and it, I think if she was still playing regularly, she'd still probably be winning major tournaments. Like, so. yeah. Well, she she got off the juice to have kids, and yeah. now look at her, she's gone downhill. But you look at Ash Barty, she's only 23 as well. So. Yeah, 23. Wow. Yeah, Twenty three, and she took a whole year off to go and play cricket. Probably mm. did she? Illiter- she did. Yeah, she went and played in the women's big bash league, mate. She's only been back on the tour for two years, and she's mm. at number one. Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah. So you don't you don't realise that, right? Like she got a bit of burnout and went and played women's cricket for two for a year. Like took a whole a year off the tour. She went to cricket. Yeah, yeah she okay. went and played women's big bash. Like she was playing for the Brisbane Strikers or something like that. Go Ash! What a champion! <laughs> Brisbane Heat or something like that. Um, footy's back this weekend. Yeah, NRL nines NRL in Perth. In Perth, mm. it'd be a hell of a boys' weekend, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would be. Not for us, just for the nines teams, I reckon. Like, yeah, yeah, out of the spotlight. Mm. What could go wrong? Yeah. Uh, what do we got, boys? We'll Next weekend, out. we'll have a podcast on exactly. the Sunday. Exactly. <laughs> Emergency broadcast. On the crime. <laughs> All right, the crimes gonna, of NRL nines. We might have to set an over/under market here. How many um, off-field incidences will there be during and after the, the night after? Or the night the off, NRL the nines. conclusion of the nines. I think it probably depends on how big a weekend Ben Cousins or Daniel Kerr have in, in Perth that, <laughs> that weekend. I think it could be inextricably linked to whether or not those boys have a bender. If they see, do, then probably under all. three. I did yeah. see Daniel Kerr did have a big night in Kalgoorlie oh, he last did, week. Yeah. And it, yeah. When you're having a big night in Kalgoorlie, you probably realise <laughs> yeah. that your life's gone in a direction you might want to have a look at, don't you think? Like, so... If that's where you're partying after winning an AFL Premiership, I think you've just gone a bit off the rails. Daniel Kerr's sister's kicking goals in the Women's Premier mm. League in the UK. and Yeah, mm. yeah absolutely. Mm. Daniel Kerr's kicking gutters in mm. Kalgoorlie. <laughs> Addiction, hey? Poles very, apart. Very sad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Except when it's not happening to you. I'm going to go with seven. In the, seven um, seven um, instances. Off-field instances. Holy moly. But probably a week later, when, once the charges have been laid, and as I'm looking at it now, I didn't know... They only play on the Friday and Saturday. Oh, oh really? Wow. Oh, yes. So we're going definitely. Off Saturday yeah. afternoon. Finishes off on the Saturday. There's oh. no flights out of Perth until Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I reckon I'm taking the overs then. Yeah. But let's see. We'll the Perth Casino is going to get a workout. It will too. Um, what about this? What would you class as an incident? Are we... Are we talking police, Willie Mason police, pissing on a cab type police, incident? Police, police involvement. Police involvement, okay. Oh, yeah. Detained or arrested. <laughs> so, uh, there has to be, I mean, I think a salacious rumour published by the Daily Telegraph yeah, will okay. also qualify mm. for this. Do you know it's been about two years since I've read the Daily Telegraph? Not because I'm some intellectual giant who is just not going to pick it up. But since they went to a paywall scenario, I'm too much of a tight ass to pay for anything. So I always click through an article and go, oh, bloody telegram. Uh, I just wait for people cut and paste it in the yeah, comments. Just, exactly. <laughs> That'll get around your paywall yeah, daily yeah. telly. Huh? Stick that oh, up wow. Whoa, what's that? So the Oscars are on tonight. Oh, yeah. And uh, I've just been sent an image by my lovely wife of Spike Lee oh, well, rocking up on the red carpet in a 
customised Kobe Bryant suit. I did mm. see that, yeah. Looking good. Spike, yeah, well. 24 on the back too, I think. Did it? Yep. Yep. Yeah, wearing his uh, Kobe shoes. Mm. And uh, I'm going to make a prediction this will be a number one selling suit for Year 12 formals at the end of this year. <laughs> <laughs> Probably will be. So what else is coming up and then we can get on to talking about Kobe? Well, we've just had um, NBA trade deadline has just passed. Oh, yeah. One of the, our favourite times of the year where we speculate and talk. and. What did you think, boys? Anything exciting happen? Wait, I think there's a lot of relieved players in that. But they're not but, going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It would be pretty unsettling, wouldn't it? You'd come to work and the, and the boss well, goes, just go home for a day. Yeah. Why? I'll tell you later. Well, there's, <laughs> there's what, one player. What about the meme that, yeah, he got traded during the game? Oh really? Yeah. How's the buzz? Well, I'm pretty sure there was that was last year, and then also a guy this year, Jay Crowder, who's played. This might be his fourth or fifth team in the last couple of years, but he's been traded the last three deadlines. Mm. Yeah. Really, just been kept shipped around. He well, he's 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 a fairly handy player. Yeah. Okay. Three and D wing player, so he's he's actually got some use. Yeah. Uh, But he he actually has a really Mm. friendly contract. Okay. Now players now aren't necessarily (coughs) traded for. What they can do on the court, it's more so the value yeah. of their contract. contract and how that fits yeah. into the you know making trades. Because a lot of times teams will throw those guys in so that then it changes the monetary value, yeah. gives someone cap relief or something like that, right? Yeah. Like they yeah, save well, I mean, a lot of money. Maybe I have a tax, and these owners now have such high overheads running their team that mm. you know a tax can you know they get taxed three dollars for every dollar they're over a salary cap. Yeah, right. So if you're fifteen million over, um, sure. then 45. you're going to pay a tax of forty five million. Yeah. That then gets Distributed amongst the twenty nine other teams. Okay. And then there's a repeater tax. So if you're if you're in that tax two years in a row, it multiplies. Yes. Oh, really? Three years it multiplies. Far out. So you think we get that. screwed with the Australian taxation system? Yeah. If you're an NBA owner and you stack your team, <laughs> you're going to pay. Cry me a river, yeah, Mark exactly. Cuban. Yeah, just get, right. just get the old FPOS card. Out. And that yeah. probably shows <laughs> why there's such a short window of um, you know of you know um, teams in win now mode because um, you can't know, keep them. You can't keep because you can't pay it. Do you know, actually, I read an interesting article today on ESPN that David Stern, the NBA commissioner who passed away earlier this year or maybe late last year. Earlier this year. Earlier this year. He was the person directly responsible for bringing in the salary cap to the AFL. So what had happened was the AFL was looking for a solution because basically players had started to shift teams mid-year and teams were sending themselves broke. And the NBA had just introduced the salary cap. This is when David Stern was still the vice president of the yep. NBA and head of legal operations. He had orchestrated the salary cap for the NBA. So the story is a really good article. Yeah, see, he had orchestrated that. The AFL guys sent a couple of guys over in 1983 to like a study tour of the US. And they predominantly wanted to talk to the NFL, the Major League Baseball and the Ice Hockey. And Don Lane... You know, the big, yep. big TV oh, yeah. personality. ABC. He had recommended to one of the guys on the study tour that they should go and talk to the NBA because they had just recently implemented this thing, but it wasn't very well known. And actually, the AFL almost cancelled the meeting because at the time, the AFL had more money than the NBA and was worth more. Sheesh. And they thought, well, what are we going to learn from these idiots? Oh, wow. Right? And then and then they went in and they spoke to the commissioner at the time who was like, what was his name? Like, Rod something maybe. I don't know. Like... Anyway, and um, and they didn't really get much out of him. And then Stern came in. He basically brought Stern in to fill the rest of the meeting. Stern started crapping on about this salary cap. And the light bulb went off in their head and they went, that's what we need. And they ended up extending the trip by three days. Spent three days with David Stern and basically picked his brain. And when they flew out three days later, 
they had the rules of the salary cap they went back and implemented the next year in the VFL. There you go. Right. Anyway, so there you go. I did see a, that headline on the internet somewhere, yeah. but I did, yeah, I did read a good the article. article. Yeah, thank you for telling me. I don't have to read it now. That's, That's right. excellent. That yeah, sorry about that. Subscription, non-subscription. <laughs> that was not behind a paywall. Thank you, ESPN, for keeping things free. Listen, just as a side, as Newcastle residents, I hate clicking on a Newcastle Herald link. Oh, honestly. Oh, and get me started yeah. on Newcastle like, Herald. what... Those guys just produce rubbish. They do. Yeah. And do they think any of us are going to pay? No. No. But if they want to sponsor the pod, by all means, yeah, get yeah, in yeah. touch. Yeah. We're happy to uh, yeah take any money from the Newcastle <laughs> Herald or any um, newspaper publishing company yeah. for that and matter. And we're also thinking about introducing a paywall. <laughs> <laughs> Is the post still running? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, d- I have never understood, pardon me, I have never understood why I would pay... Whatever Newcastle Herald used to cost, like a dollar eighty or something like $1. that. Dollar twenty, mate. A dollar twenty, mm. versus a dollar for the Daily Telegraph or something like that, right? Mm. One of them comes from around the corner, and one of them comes from Sydney, but I pay less for the one that comes from further away. I don't, I don't get it. So it's fine to me, mate. It's a no from me, Newcastle. Yep, Herald, I agree. It's all Herald, same rubbish anyway. Yeah, exactly. Well, you can read it in the Sydney Morning Herald anyway. It's just replicated yeah, yeah. there. It's just syndicated from there. So. Yeah. All the news is factual of Facebook anyway. That's yeah, true, exactly. He's right. It's hard to know what the actual like, news source Kobe is. Kobe was God. <laughs> um, one much. team that uh, that was a lot of speculation about Except what they should do that day. <laughs> only made minor moves, and that's mm. one of our favourite teams, the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah. it was quite apparent in the lead-up to the deadline and a couple of games after that the, the noise was as loud as ever that something needed to be done and either Ben or Joel Embiid should have been or needed to be traded. But you're never gonna, they're never going to blow that up at this particular point in, in the year, right? Not now. No, because they've got to also wait until... until no one's going to take Ben Simmons on a trade whilst his cap value, like his contract value is $8 million. Next year when it's 25, yes. and then you can actually then get a player worth that value. You're not going to trade him this year because no. you then got to match the salary, don't you? Like, and so, you know. Anyway. Do you think it's inevitable that those two will break up? Um, Is it a matter of time? I yeah, I it yes. But but I don't I yeah, I do think so. But uh it's an interesting argument because I, like if I was in charge of this Philadelphia seventy sixes, I'm not sure I'd trade either. I mean which one do you trade? They're both they're both generational talents. Like they are both amazing players who are gonna turn your team around. So unless someone's given you one a full dollar for dollar trade, I in the end I'm not sure that you would pull the trigger on it. Yeah. I don't know. So I think one will go. <clears throat> yeah. Um, if they kind of flop in the playoffs, it yeah. might even happen this offseason. Yeah, I think that there's a possibility that could happen. They need sure. to make the Eastern Conference Finals. Finals. Yeah. Mm. If they, finals. anything less than that, then one of those guys will be gone in the off season. I did find it interesting though that the Knicks went and hired a former player agent as their. Mm. New president. Mm. Um, he was uh, the boss or one of the guys that founded CAA. Oh, yeah. Who, and they represent a number of NBA players, heavily yeah. tied in with Mazin Square Garden, mm. which is own, uh, owners of the Knicks, mm. um, who also happens to be Joel Embiid's current agent. Oh. Cats as well. Yep. Anthony Towns. Devin Booker. Towns. So there's a few big names on his client list. He obviously has to then, you know, he has to re- relinquish that role. Yeah, but it's probably the only way the Knicks were going to recruit a, like a decent player to their well, team. Well, this, this is actually it. So, <laughs> so, 
I mean, it's, it's never a guarantee you, you uh, agents have turned into GMs, signed the players they used work. to represent. But no, but there's better credibility, and they probably have better contacts exactly to actually get players for to an play organisation that wants to change their reputation because the owner doesn't have a great one. And well, really, he, he does honestly, step back from the operations for basketball. If you were the owner of any professional sports team, why would you hire a, a former agent? You would hire them for the contacts that they would have to recruit players to and bring players to your team. Yep. Like it's not because they're amazing at running a basketball team because that's not what they do. Or well, that's not what they have been doing. Yeah. So, yeah. Unless you're Rob Polenka and you just got the job because you were Kobe's agent. Exactly right. See? There's so, always, there's there's always that. There's connections there. Yeah. So watch this space. You know what I heard about player agents? You know, you know I heard that Phil Gould <laughs> yeah. is thinking about starting his own player agency. He hasn't thought about it. He's, 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 he's going to be a player agent. Well, there you go. So there you go. He's a player agent now. I can't see an issue with that. No, well, I'm actually really behind it because I just want to get him off the screen and stop him crapping on before everybody <laughs> kick off a very footy game. I he, he won't relinquish that. You don't reckon? No way. Hmm. It's, it's the best place for him to be seen it's on a television. It's interest, though. You reckon? Commentating? Yeah, sure. It, yeah, is, absolutely. it, it is when all he's crapping on about his, his <clears throat> client. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, he can run his agenda. Mm-hmm. If I was the other fine. player agents, I'd be saying that's a conflict of interest because he'd be able to raise the value of players yeah. through positive press. True that, but I also think that you know how many shady agents are there now out there that you never hear of, and you know, yeah, that's probably the least of what they're doing, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. How are we going for time, producer Nug? Should we move on to Kobe yet? We are twenty-one minutes in. Oh. Yeah, it's, yeah, so yeah. we're right on time. Oh, we probably should wait the twenty-four minutes. Ha! <laughs> what a wank. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I'm talking about the fact that all those memorial shit is a load of rubbish. Like, let's have a 24-second violation. Oh, fucking Jesus Christ. The turnover. I wonder who <clears throat> gets the turnover. They're just screwing their own stats. Yeah, they? exactly. And let me tell you, Kobe wouldn't have got a turnover for you. He wouldn't have ruined <laughs> his stats for anybody. So. All right, well, hmm. without further ado, we are going to dive deep into this Kobe talk. Now, a word of warning to all the Kobe fans. There may be some stuff coming up shortly that you may not agree with or, um, you know, you may find somewhat offensive, but unless you knew him, can't take that much of offence. Um, and also a word of warning to anybody who might be triggered by discussions on sexual assault because it is a real reason. We we will be talking about Kobe's history in that area. Yeah. And so if you don't want to listen, tune out now. But if you're still with us, here we go. Welcome. Can we have eight, eight seconds of silence? No, we can't have eight <laughs> seconds of silence. There's that nothing worse than a radio silence on a podcast because what's the first thing you do? You go check your mute button. You see what's happened here. Is, mm. uh, is your internet down? Mm. So we, we don't do that to people. No. Um, I guess we're going to start out with, where were you when you heard the news? It was a Monday um, morning around 7.30, roughly, when things started to come through. Oh, I remember actually, well, it must have been a Monday, it, it must have been the long weekend. It was, it was an Australia, Australia day, twenty-seven holiday. Because yep. I remember that I had just finished a run, and I was just about to get in yeah, right. for a swim. Yeah, oh, I just woke up. Oh, sorry, mate. But uh, I was just heading into the baths for a swim, and I checked my phone, and it was blowing up from you blokes on our message board, saying Kobe Bryant's died in a helicopter crash, and I thought that that was fake news at that point in time. So I put my phone away and went for a swim. Well, it's the same. So, mm. that I literally woke up to a buzz, and I checked it, mm. and our reputable friend Darren Duff um, posted Kobe's dead. Yeah, and I just Deep I'm nice. like. Come on, mate. Look, yeah. you got to give me something better than that. And well, I, and I wrote yeah. fake news, and then Mitch is sitting across from you now, 
said something to the effect of, no, sorry, it's true. Mm. And I'm just like, holy moly, what the hell? Yeah. And then I probably spent the next four or five hours just uh, yeah. scrolling the news feeds and watching ESPN and sitting there in a little bit of a state of disbelief, like, yeah. what the hell just happened? Yeah, yeah, likewise. Yeah, because of the tragic way that it happened, it was pretty hard to believe and was probably easier to just dismiss as fake news yeah. because you see that a lot. But like to hear that he would have died in a helicopter crash I, I, the thing that made me start to believe it was when reports started to come through about his daughter being there. Yeah. That was probably when I started to like to really feel completely bad about the situation. It's not to say don't even feel bad that Kobe Bryant had passed away, but probably up until that point, I didn't really believe it. But it was when I think because it was the same message board it was after I'd had a swim, and and some one of the boys you boys posted, oh, there's early reports coming through that his daughter was on the helicopter with him, and I was like, oh my god, like that's just horrible. Yeah. And the, all the speculation <clears throat> and so on, and it starts to stream, and that's when you start going, nah, is it actually in it? I mean, was it Rick Fox that they? Yeah, that's yeah. right. There was and some the, speculation and, that Rick Fox was, was on the plane. And I saw, a helicopter I saw an interview with him, and the poor buggers, because his phone blew up oh, to lights yeah, of people calling him, going, "You're all right, you're all right." Yeah, and there was yeah. only he, people were going, "Oh well, no, I'm not answering any of those calls." Yeah, and then it was his parents actually called him, and he went, "What's wrong?" And he's, he picked up the phone, and his dad just on. burst into tears and goes, "You're alive, and you're yeah. alive," and he's going, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> That's where it happened yeah, then. But yeah. then, yeah, you find out about the daughter. Because Rick Fox probably thought his phone was blowing up because of Kobe's death. Yeah, Because yeah, he was an ex-teammate. Yeah. He probably thought that he yeah. people just wanted to people comment or something. Or something. Or, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. But it was horrible. And it was, it, like, it's a horrible, like, nothing that we say after this is going to take away from the fact that it was a really a horrific way for him, his daughter, and for everybody else on that helicopter, all those other families to die, right? Like, yeah. it was completely horrific. Um, and I sympathise with all of those families that lost a father or a daughter or, mm. you know, a mother because there was two mums on the on the helicopter as well. And, yeah, it's a real tragedy. So was the plane crash a week before, though, you know? Mm. Like, and that's where my head... Like, you know, it sucks. Like, but, yeah... So do a lot of deaths. Yeah. True. Uh, the superstar like that, they're going to... Everyone's going to want their two cents. And, yeah, absolutely. And, and you're absolutely <clears throat> spot on in that, yeah, these sorts of things happen every day and people start to reflect on the life that he had and mm. uh, I'd said before that people... I don't know. I, I sort of shook my head in that I did sit there watching for hours on hours of like the the police report the yeah um people being interviewed and what, what sort of struck me was the people that was it was me 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 yeah. i was here i was here and then they went okay and by the way yeah sorry to the family and so yeah, on yeah it was exactly. sort of yeah okay that sort of side of things was a bit yeah mm. i don't know yeah i didn't see yeah. too much yeah. of that yeah. i mainly just watched the coverage of the games i was really interested to see how players would react what the commentary of the NBA games that day? That day, you mm. know what the because obviously they're going to get you know the do TNT the, crew. Do you, and the, and do you the, think the NBA should have called off the games that day? Hundred percent. Do you really? I do. Yeah, right. There's no way they should have played. Why do you say that? Because of the emotional impact on the players. There were guys out there crying mm. on the court, like nah, like whether you knew him or whether you didn't know him, someone on your roster had something to do with him. Sure. You know, and and, yeah. and then to back up my point. Understand that the Lakers are his team and this and that, but 
why did the Laker game get postponed? Mm. And and that which was a day later. Yeah. But all these other teams had to play the day before. Yeah. Like I don't understand that. Yeah, it did seem a little bit like it happened at a point in time where actually the the NBA train for the day was in motion, and actually cancelling it was just too hard. Yeah. And so actually they just had to kind of Go gr- grin their way through it. Because yeah, I mean as the West Coast <coughs> is sort of you know three hours mm-hmm. behind the East. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a Sunday, so there's day game scheduled. Yeah, that's right. And really, yeah, considering I think the crash happened mid morning kind of thing because yeah. he was on his way to it. was like 10 a.m. LA time. Yeah, so that's like one o'clock on the o'clock. East Coast, yeah. you know, 12.30 and 12 in the Central. So, how do you feel about it now, boys? Three weeks removed. Are you like, have you had an emotional reaction? I think initially I did, only because, I mean, what always gets me in these things is, is you know, the. How you see other people react, sure, and and you know if if people that you kind of you know revere and listen to and watch every day are upset, you know then you know it's probably going to affect you in, in some capacity, mm. and then obviously the stuff about the daughter and you know the, all that mm. come out you know like and as as a dad we all are you know sure, like yeah. it's kind of like shit that could happen to any one of us at any time or well, not in a helicopter but you know yeah. car car accident or whatever it may be. Yeah. And you're just like, you know, Kobe Bryant was revered by millions as this mm. sort of, you know, um, this godlike figure um, yeah. for the fact that he was just a, you know, a great basketballer. And sure. he had a lot of fans and he was, he was respected. And, you know, like you did mention, you know, people died in a plane crash a week before and, you know, like every, every, everybody matters. Sure. But yeah. some, some people's stars shine brighter and, and that light goes a bit further. So, yeah. So, you know. For, for the world and, and, and the communities around basketball to react the way they did to Kobe's death, yeah, definitely warranted. Um, you know, pr- pr- yeah, okay, yeah, okay. So, yeah, I don't know. It's um, for me, it was just a really odd sort of uh, thing to see graphics pop pop up with a smiling Kobe face mm. with nineteen seventy eight to twenty twenty. Yeah, and you, yeah. it's only really when you look at that that visual and you're like. Shit, this is like you know. Wow, that's it. You know, mm. it's kind of a, a hard thing to process initially. Yeah. Um, you know, but like a couple of weeks removed, the trade deadline's been all the talk, and you know, Kobe's gone but not forgotten. But you know, definitely mm. not in the in the spotlight. Yeah, and I'd say well, the the hard thing I suppose for people over there is yeah, we're a few weeks on. Life has gone on. I think we're going to take a couple more backward steps when we start to get in the All Star weekend. Yeah, of course. And it's going to be, okay. And I mean, they've come out with these stupid rules for the game, which yeah. So they've changed all the rules basically, haven't they? To the the, the, what is it? So the big rule change is that at the start of the fourth quarter, that you have to score whoever is the first to score twenty four more points. Yes, isn't it? Twenty four more than your current score. Than the current score. So basically, first to. 24 <coughs> is the final quarter which in an all-star game I don't see it going past oh, no, what it is, is the winning team so whoever's winning at three quarter time so say one team's on 100 then 200. both teams have to get to 124 like yeah. well yeah, to so win, the losing team has to get to 124 if you're down 7 you've got to score 31 yeah, to so win yeah so you might yeah. score 31 to win but um, if you're on 100 you only have to score 24 tell you what if I'm a fan and I've bought tickets to this a year ago hmm. I'd be annoyed at the fact that the target that they've, they've changed the rules hmm you know, and they've done it in, in, you know, in good faith or you know, sentiment or you know, tribute to Kobe, whatever you want to call it. But twenty-four points for a team to get an All-Star game will take about five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Because the players know. So they basically shortened the actual value. Because the players will be like, you know what, we can get to the clubs a lot earlier. Mm. Let's just stop playing D and give 
And we're just going to do like... play any D in the All-Star anyway. game so anyway. Like, so let's have a race to see... a regular season play. To... How many... How quick it can take us to get 12 alley-oop dunks. Yeah, yeah. And then bang, game over. Everyone shakes hands. I think it's a very ill-thought-out concept. Like, I don't think it's going to take long. A bit it's of a knee-jerk reaction. I mean, I have no problem with the, the concept, which they, you know, have, have taken from the TBT, the, the basketball tournament. And that's how they settle games now, with a, a target score. Um, and I can probably see him doing this. But that's in like the last two minutes or something of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like but if they do in the All-Star game, at least like set the target to be 50 or something like that. Yeah. Well, well what did Kobe score was his highest point? 81. 81. So why don't you go first to 81 first in the fourth quarter? <laughs> Honestly, that would only take a full fourth quarter in an All-Star game. We're sidetracking here a bit, but I still think the baseballers have it right with their All-Star game that it means something. So yeah. basically, yeah. the conference that wins it, mm. that's home the field advantage for, for the, the World final. Series. Yeah, why yeah. make it mean something? I think that's the same in the NHL as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. why they don't do something like that? But anyway. So what about all the? So let let me ask you this then, boys. All of those tributes to Kobe. There's that one. The changes in the All Star game. There's Spike Lee wearing a. A suit. There's all of the 24 second shot clock violations, the eight second backcourt violations. I don't have a problem with that. You, do you feel like, do you feel like it, it's become another, I don't know, like it's the cool thing to do, it's the trend, right? Like, uh, well, I think. Like, if, if like, one, I, I can't go past do... this question without saying Mitchell Pierce, halfback for the Newcastle Knights, who posted on his social media. A comment, of, like a, a quote from Robert Mugabe, <laughs> the dictator. Ill-informed. Ill-informed. You can't teach stupid, right? <laughs> I've seen a lot of stupid over this death, right? There's a lot of stupid out there at this particular point in time. There's a lot of stuff that I go, do you know what? That's just a bit silly. You're going over the top. I think one team did the 24-second, 8-second. It was quite the game after the Orlando Magic game. Uh, whoever played, the, the team that got the tip, did the 24 seconds. I think it was the Raptors and Magic. And then... Um, Spurs did it first. The class oh, yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> the, just FYI, The next game, so the Magic had, had possession. <laughs> Markel Fultz, who the guy that forgot to shoot, um, he got the ball in the inbound. He just stood there, right? Mm. He stood in the backcourt, didn't dribble the ball. And then there's call, because everyone's just dead. No, no one's really that interested, but you can hear people in the crowd go, Get over! Get over! <laughs> <coughs> wanted to get over the court because you get a back backcourt violation. Oh, so he actually got the backcourt. But Mark L. Fit, well, even the commentators didn't know. They're mm. like, oh, well, what's, what's he doing? And then, you know, ref blew the whistle and, and they go, eight-second violation. They go, oh, oh eight-second violation. So Mark L. knew what he was doing. He didn't, he didn't forget. Well, so he took it to another level. But see, it just becomes a one-upmanship. It just becomes this weird thing of, like, who can do the, the weirdest, most obscure tribute or salute to Kobe? I think it was, it was a snowball. Once, once one team did it, then the, and the rest of them had to do it because if, if imagine if a team didn't do it, just come down and jack it. I mean, that's what Kobe would have done. Oh, that's exactly, that's what I was saying. Yeah, if you I'm really thinking. want to like respect the man, just do what he would have done and yeah, come down yeah. for the first quarter. And if anyone has it, just jack it. Like, Who, okay, anyone but Kobe would, would be the. Is there anyone in the NBA that would have the balls to do that now? Well. Yeah, like Russell Westbrook, Westbrook does it every yeah, game. Yeah. So like, I don't know that he even like he must be respecting. He must just, he must be Nostradamus because well, he, he's been doing it a whole career. He, he played in that game versus Denver, that first one. Mm. Do you think it was ironic that game was in Denver, Colorado? Oh, 
No, I don't think it was. No, ironic. I think it was just I chance. I think it was ironic that you said that. Yeah. It was a good lead-in. Maybe we should talk about that. <laughs> no, not quite yet. No. Um, so, Kobe was 41, passed away. I'm 40, you're 41. I'm 41, yeah. So, yeah. roughly the same age. Um, we were teenagers when he came in, 96, drafted. First year was 96, 97. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> from the very moment he came into the league, he was a headstrong guy. He basically forced a trade. He came out and said, I'm not going to play for anyone but the Lakers. Mm. The Charlotte Hornets picked him number 13. He's yeah. like, I'm not going to play for you guys. Yeah. Trade me. Um, and, um, well, they kind of had to. Mm. This was before the uh, rookie contracts came in, yeah. uh, where it was a sliding scale. So it was just a case <clears> of, well, I'm not going to play, I'm not going to play. So yeah. trade, he got his wish, went to the Lakers. Yeah. He had a bit of hype, but uh, it was only probably two years after that that he really hit his straps. Yeah. Um, yeah. Were you a Kobe fan from day dot? Uh, Did no. you like him? No. No, neither. No, I didn't. Um, and I'm not, I'm not gonna and say ironically it. enough, I'd actually only, like, so to be completely transparent, I, I had been reading Kobe Bryant's biography and finished it three days before his death. Pure chance, obviously, right? It took me a whole year to read the damn thing because it was so detailed. Like, like it was just so many details on his life. But whether they're true or not, I don't know. But I, my thoughts on Kobe Bryant as a basketball player from when he first came in were fantastically skilled individual, amazing at the game, but not a very good team player. I think the term we used earlier was a points chaser. That was all. So I wasn't the biggest fan of Kobe. Not at all. And, and I didn't really feel like he was a very good teammate either. I couldn't see the sense in what he did with Shaq, you know, basically saying the town's not big enough for the two of us when they could have dominated the league. But anyway, like, yeah. so no, I wasn't the biggest fan of Kobe as a player. No. I, I think didn't. when he came in, there was a lot of uh, a hype because Jordan was on the down the downswing and, yeah, you know, I think sure. the league was looking for someone. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. That next big thing. And, and that next big thing at that time was Alan Iverson and he really wasn't the guy that they... Well, he wasn't the image that the league wanted to portray. I mean, Alan Iverson was a gangster, straight-up gangster. And Kobe Bryant was an Italian-speaking black-white guy, like, basically. So that's why they wanted to have him, because it took the gangster out of the league. And he was in the biggest market in the league. It's right, exactly. He was drafted to the the Lakers, and, you know. And he was a kid who got, like, like, the reason he went pro was so that, because Adidas gave him a million bucks. It wasn't because of his Lakers contract, like... Mm. You know, it was because they gave him a million bucks and they wanted him to come out of high school because they needed someone to try and rival Jordan. And they didn't think exactly that he was going to be that person, but nobody else would really sign with them. And so, you know, they needed somebody. And it was very yeah. rare for, for like a wing player at his height, 6'5", whatever it may have been, mm. to come out of high school. You know, your freaks came out of high school then. Kevin Garnett, yeah. Sean Kemp, yeah. um, you know, basically big, big centres. Yeah. Um, it was very seldom that you saw a point guard or a wing player declare Definitely. come out as a high school player then. So, I mean, he obviously was special and he was talented and <coughs> he had the pedigree behind him um, yeah. with his fa- father being a former pro basketballer mm. in the NBA and across at Europe. Well, the Lakers sat him on the bench for the first two years. And, yeah. I mean, a lot of that's because probably his body physically wouldn't have been able to take the battering that he would have got for 82 they had, games. They had Eddie Jones at that stage. He was good. Yeah, exactly. Good. Nick, Nick Van Axel. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I love Nick Van Exel. He was mm. awesome. And lefty. Yeah. Nick the Quick. Hard to guard. Derek Fisher. Well, I did have to look up then who who Charlotte traded for. Yeah, Bloody D-back. Eldon yeah. Campbell. Bloody D-back. And they had to get Vladdy to waive his no-trade clause. Because yeah. Vladdy was, I think he was, he may have been an all-star at that point as well. He was. 
Um, but Charlotte had a pretty handy team with D-back and Eldon Campbell. Um, yeah. Campbell was pretty good in his own right. They had that Glenn team with Glenn Rice. Rice. So they were a playoff contending team then with the addition of those was guys. Was that the Larry Johnson era or was that after that? Uh, after after that Johnson right? was New York. Just, he, I think it was maybe Larry, on his Larry way Larry Johnson out, had screwed his back up and was yeah. like... Alonso, he'd um, gone... Sorry, morning had gone... Gone to Miami. Miami. Yeah. Signed that, at the time, the biggest contract. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Muggsy, Del Carey. Where do you boys think Kobe Bryant rates in terms of uh, legacy of a career for his... For, for like... Compared to the Jordans of the world, the LeBrons of the As world. As in, like, top ten, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, so, yeah. so is, he, is he in the same league? Like, do, do you talk about him as one of the top three players of all time in the league? Not top three. Not top three. Top ten, definitely. Definitely. Um, Who do you put in that top three, then? Just out of curiosity, because someone will want to hear that. Jordan, LeBron... It's hard to come up with a third. I think I think number, number and Alex Caruso in, in our in Alex our era, Caruso. I suppose. No, in your era. number one and two, easy. Jordan Lebron. Mm. I don't think anyone can can dispute that at this point. No. Yeah. Uh, number three, you'd have to have like a, a, a second tier. I'd uh, probably throw Magic Johnson maybe Larry. in there. I'm a see. I'm a bird. You're a bird, Love man. Larry. I mean, I was, I was always a Boston Celtics fan, Larry Bird guy, but mm. I, I think in terms watched, of watched his earlier. Yeah, yeah. And before you could almost see his second his back when even then, he can still shoot the absolute shit out of it. So really, like, uh, if you say Jordan, Bird, LeBron, Magic, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, so he doesn't even make your top five. And two of those players are Lakers players, so he's not even the top three. So he's not even the top two Lakers players. Well, that's the weird thing. I probably think he is the best Laker ever. Yeah, really? Yeah. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. So, and But Kareem and Magic never played for anybody else either. Uh, Kareem did. Did he? He played for Milwaukee. Oh, that's right. He too. That's him. true. Forced to trade. That's right. Yeah. yeah, see, I'd take Kobe over Magic. Would you? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So his basketball le- legacy is unquestioned though, right? Like, yeah, yeah. as an individual player. What about as a team player? He could have won more championships if he wasn't Ma- such an arsehole, right? Massively. Do you think so? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah Without absolutely. a doubt. If he had passed the ball more. So, you talk oh, about... Hold on, hold on. No, no. I, I, I disagree. Why? I think he only won those championships the second time around with the Man- with the Lakers after they rebuilt their team and got Pau Gasol. True. If they if they never if if the they never made that trade, which the which is an absolute roar. it was it was a roar Rip. how that went through. Yeah. Kobe didn't didn't have the team when when that's Steve the whole, that trade for Pau Gasol was the whole reason why they Chris, never, the NBA wouldn't let Chris, Chris Paul, Paul go yeah, because yeah. of the fact that the Lakers already hosed the whole league on that trade. They did. Yeah. And then all the owners are like, screw this, but this is not yeah, happening again. Right. And then yeah. they got on Stern when... Who did they trade they... for power? His Juan brother. Brown and... Kobe and Brown. Marcus 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 and he was a rookie. Yeah. He was a big, big, fat, like, podgy guy. Like, now, he, he come good six years good. after that, but... It's, um, it's so disgraceful. Kobe, at his absolute, um, we'll, we'll call it uh, maniacal, right, was when he was with those teams who were getting knocked out by the Phoenix Suns in the second round... He was averaging thirty six a game for the season, mm-hmm. uh, and it was him and Smush Parker and you know just these Reggies. So it was him and and and, and no one else. But sure, it was they only won after they acquired Lamar Odom and um, Pau Gasol mainly. Not when they had Shaq. He passes the ball more and runs the triangle offense when they had Shaq, and he doesn't get Shaq traded out of L.A. Then they dominate the league. They win. They they win five to six championships 
easily, yeah. Yeah. without a doubt. I think if Shaq like, stays there, there's no like, reason so for a while. So if, if he played more of a team game, if he played more of a team game, Right, yeah, but but that's because of the way that Kobe played that series, right? Because what he, he like, you don't he didn't just he didn't just play a team game and then walk off at the end of the season after the Pistons beat them and went, I'm not playing this team game anymore. I'm just going to play me basketball. He played me basketball well before that. Oh yes, right? of course. Like and the so Pistons get was the tipping point. And I mean, you're, again, watching all these docos and everything that are coming mm. out now, Kobe openly says he looks mm. in to see Shaq. Shaq's going to give me the ball, mm. and he looks at him and just shoots it. Three times down the court in a row. It's yeah. like, come on. But, I, but what I'm saying is, Kobe never would have won another thing unless that Gasol trade happened. I agree. So yeah, if Gasol never came, like Kobe just got his... He, he would have just been in Shaq's shadow with those three, and that's it. Yeah, but he but he never would have won another championship no, because wouldn't. he was playing me basketball on his own. Yeah, I know. And, so, and when Pau Gasol came and Lamar Odom came, then and what he had to realise was, was that you need help. Like, you need help to win a championship. You think about those two so, players you mentioned, though. They're two good passing big men. That's right. So they can get him the ball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, rather yeah. than vice versa, you know. Yeah, yeah. Plus, you also, like, I mean, you know, league circumstances were slightly different. The league was transitioning. I get people go, oh, well, Shaq was just, was, was you know, he was a dinosaur in the league at that particular point in time. Dude, he was Shaq. Like... The guy could grab twenty points, twenty rebounds, like you know. And then Man, the year after on. Shaq got <laughs> traded you kidding me? to Miami, he was runner up to Steve Nash for MVP. Mm. Probably should have been MVP that year. because mm. um, Nash was the lowest scoring MVP ever at like fourteen yeah. points or something oh, crazy. I saw those. Yeah, that was shit. And that, that was a bit of a down year for the league, but um mm. that's the that's the the Pistons made the finals again that that mm. season lost to the Spurs in seven. Yeah, good um, but Shaq, good year though. It's Shaq, good vintage, yeah, Alan. Shaq was kind of, you know, played with D Wade, um, and then you know they won the year <coughs> after that. Uh, so Shaq kind of one upped it. My all my point is is that Kobe could have improved his on court legacy if he had have played more of a team game, and he wasn't an asshole. And for me, after maybe after Gasol left, mm. where they were just rubbish. Yeah, he took it was just after he did his Achilles, maybe, and mm. he signed that. Bullshit last contract he signed. Yeah, it was like 35 million bucks or something. Yeah, two years 50 or something like that. Yeah. Coming off a torn Achilles. He'd done his shoulder at that stage. He had yeah. to. And he yeah. was 30. He basically missed like yeah. half of the last two seasons through season. Well, you know what he was doing there. He's like, well, I'm not going to play for another team. Yeah. Like, I, I will never leave the Lakers. Yeah. We're, we're not going to be any good. Like, I, I need another, you know. They tried with Steve Nash and Dwight Howard to get him there. Didn't work. Didn't work. Um, they just weren't, weren't the right players to, to, to fit that. Steve Nash could have been good if he was healthy. That may Well, been, those guys were injured, right? They like were. Steve they, Nash's they were probably career was over. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would have been a pretty good team to watch. with. Then they brought Gary Payton on too, and then they yeah, tried yeah. to go and sign. Who did they keep so- re-signing? That's, that's the like, season they lost to the Pistons. Pistons was it? Yeah. 04. Yeah. But that contract, hamstrung the Lakers... Any chance of getting anyone decent? It was a retrospective, you know, thanks, but, you know, like, and the owner would be like, you know what, we'll, we'll make just as much, if not more money, by having Kobe than oh, what yeah. we will if he, you know, if we, you know, trade him or get, move him on somewhere. And Partly the reason, so according to the biography that I read recently, partly the reason that Jerry Buss, the owner of the Lakers, kept Kobe at the Lakers for certain periods of time where, where they had a lot of arguments was so that he wouldn't go to the Clippers. Because Kobe was a marketing genius, and what he said was, was uh, I'm not going to go play for anybody else. I'm just going to stay here and play in the Staples Center, but for the other team that plays here. 
because mm-hmm. I don't want to move away. But also, I know that will totally screw up your franchise and reduce the value of it. I actually heard it's a pod. A, I was listening to a pod the other day. Uh, it was an interview with him back in 2015, and the Lakers and the Pistons had agreed to trade him. Yes. Mm. He was going to Detroit. Rip Hamilton. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Tayshon yeah. Prince. Yep. Who was an AAU teammate. And he said no. Mm. He, yeah. He squashed it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he didn't want to play in Detroit. Yeah. He didn't want to live there. Yeah. Um, I back up Kobe on that. Who would want to play in Detroit? Oh, <laughs> Andre Drummond yeah, may have complained about Detroit. being traded from yeah. Detroit, but see, I mean, he went Secretly to Cleveland. He's pretty happy, right? Yeah. yeah it's exactly. like um, going from one shit suburb to the next, but <laughs> <laughs> you haven't gone up or down, you've gone across. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, he all Kobe was trying to do was elevate himself on that points. On the points list. On, on the, the all-time, all-time points. points. He's a points chaser. Yeah. And nothing highlights that more than the last season that he played the game. He could not have cared less about anything other than pouring the ball into the hole. Mm. And that was not to win games. That was to just to continue to chase a number on that list. He wanted to get past Jordan. Mm. You know, he was never going to catch Carl Malone. No. You know, ironically enough, LeBron James caught him the day before his death. Yeah, in his Records own hometown. don't last. His own hometown, Philly. Except yeah. for one. I don't see anyone beating Kareem. Kareem? Kareem. Kareem. No, I think yeah, LeBron no. gets him. You reckon the Re- LeBron will get him? I think LeBron will play to his 40. He's got yeah. to be the can. He would too, yeah. yeah. But he's got to maintain it a pretty good clip. Anyway. What about, about Kobe here. What about Kobe's off-court legacy? Let's get into the controversial stuff. Okay. What You what, start. Well... Okay, let me start with the things that I think Kobe Bryant was fantastic at. Kobe Bryant is a fantastic marketer. The nickname Black Mamba and the image that he created around himself after the sexual assault allegations of 2003, yep. right, were, and the way he basically is now remembered in his death is a phenomenal achievement, yep. right? Like, he's amazing. And what he would have contributed in... Like money to the league, it seemed great. What he also seemed like off the court, from and I, and I know the man, I have no idea. He did seem like he was a very involved, very active, and what looked like an amazing father. Yeah, a guy who invested a hell of a lot of time in his children, mm-hmm. and a guy who like was very respectful um, of of the the daughters that he had, mm-hmm. right, and what they wanted to pursue as a life. Um, what. I also think is is that that marketing genius for Kobe was something that drove him to like portray an image of himself that I'm not sure was necessarily true. I'm skeptical of that. I don't really know, but I'm skeptical of that. And and so in his death when people represent that he's almost this godlike deity of a figure that that you know that basically from what I saw taught pretty much 90% of the NBA right now how to play the game of basketball and then was responsible for 95% of the WNBA actually playing, um, I kind of then go, oh, I don't know about that. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not that, it doesn't sit that comfortably with me. Mm. I'm not, I'm, like, I just, I'm not sure I, I believe it. I'm not yep. sure I believe that he was that good a person. I can understand that. That's all. So, yep. um, and then, on the other hand, I think the other... If you're going to have a full discussion about Kobe Bryant and his off-court legacy, I don't think you can ignore the sexual assault allegations of 2003 and the way he handled himself through that. And the other piece of information that nobody ever really talks about is the divorce that was later reneged on 
from his wife in 2013, which was effectively she cited in a number of through a number of different sources was because of his ongoing womanizing ways. And there's you know I thought it was ironic that one of the people that they focused on very briefly on his death was Tiger Woods and how Tiger Woods was told. And the reason they were good mates was because of shared experiences, mm. right? Because of the lives that they had lived in terms of womanizing and taking advantage of their celebrity. So I feel like for me that I'm confused about, about Kobe Bryant's legacy off the court because mm. I'm not so sure the image that's portrayed is the right one. Should you as a basketball fan, can you separate the personal from the professional? Like... If if you just can you can you can you look at it through rose coloured glasses? Can you go well, okay? I, well, I so I don't feel like you should. I feel like you should remember it in its entirety. I feel like a genius can still be flawed. Like I think you can respect someone for what they do, but at the same mm. time, doesn't mean you think they're a fantastic bloke. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And you know, and so then so. I know all the arguments and I know the arguments that you and I have had, Streety, about whether he raped that girl in 2003 or not, right? right? And, I, and I'm not saying that I have definitive evidence that he did and you don't have definitive evidence that he didn't. But in all circumstances in life, the thing that I've learned, when there's enough noise about someone behaving a certain way, especially when it comes to sexual assault allegations and the treatment of women, then typically it's true, Right? And when it's a celebrity, then it's you're almost guaranteed it's true. Yeah. Because they use the celebrity. Yeah. They use the celebrity and they use the celebrity to hide it because you can pay, you can get non disclosure agreements. You so so I'm not even really like I can separate the two, the on court and the off court, right? And I think he was a fantastic athlete and I think he was a really big advocate for women's sports. And I think he was obviously a great mentor to people in the NBA and the WNBA and all of those things. Just because he had an issue in 2003 where I believe that he raped a girl, right, doesn't necessarily take away from the fact that he did all of those things. He did all of those good things. But, but all of those good things don't also take away from the fact that in 2003, I think he raped a girl and I think he basically destroyed that girl's life in order to protect his own. Yeah. And his defense team did that to her. And... And that's just how I feel about it, right? It's just it, the two the two things, they both happened. He did all those great things, but he also did that really shitty thing. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, and and you and everybody's free to judge that however they want. People can forget that, but you can't admit or you can't deny that either of them happened. You know, his his influence on everybody else and all these great things happened just as much as that happened in 2003. It was interesting to, to listen to a number of uh, podcasts, you know, within the day, two days of, of him passing away. And some of the more credible journos that, that run their podcasts sort of said, you know, like we can't, exactly what you said, we can't not forget that, you know, these things happen. Yeah. But, uh, but for now, we're going to concentrate on Kobe Bryant, the basketballer and you know, and you know, and, and they were like, any serious conversation is going to come up about you know, yeah, that's this right. and that. You know, we'll um, we'll obviously have to involve this, of course. Um, I, did, I, I get that there's a. I did think it was pretty disrespectful on the day mm. for all these things. You know, journos from newspapers across the country, 
you know, people just looking for a bit of, you know, some retweets and being a bit controversial, coming yeah. and going. There was one from the Washington Post. Yeah, she yeah. Got fired, she she did. She suspended. got suspended. suspended um, yeah. That, I think, is in poor taste. Uh, to come out and, you know, he died. Pro- you know, his pro- daughter yeah. died at the same time. And he Pro- goes, oh, let's not forget he was, probably, you know, pro- like... Probably timing. Let the it. dust settle a bit. And then yeah. and, and then if you want to write a retrospective piece on it, by all means, do that. Yeah. You have to reference, you know, the... the, the, the well, like, she, she wrote the on full it, bit. any public figure is worth remembering in their totality. And I suppose exactly what Mac is saying, but yeah. it's more about the timing of, and, yeah, I don't know, it's... But, yeah, but what's a good time, though? Like, what's a good... Like, probably what's not a the, fair amount of time? Probably not the... four days. Probably not, four days. Probably not the day Eight off. days? <laughs> 24 days? Not within 30 minutes. <laughs> not within 30 minutes. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I get what you're saying, because... Because 30 minutes is all... basically just clickbait. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah. You're sensationalising the, the thing. But, but right. so is... But so is anything else that was posted. Like, like, yep. like so is anything to say that he... Definitely anything to say that he died. So is saying that Rick Fox was on the bloody helicopter. Well, well that is. So is. But like, if you're, if you're like reporting it, is, like, the, right. if you're reporting it, that's not, mm. you're just reporting an incident. It's, it's people, you know, these journals will come out and say, it's our job and our our, um, our obligation to report news to the public who may be interested in this topic. Yeah, so I, I, I think have you... an issue with reporting that. Now, whether or not the family was notified first, some people may draw an issue with that. Should Vanessa and the family say, hey, listen, has been an accident and then break the news if she had to find out from the news that's harsh. then maybe there's a bit of a problem somewhere the fact that an entertainment website and news can know straight you know pretty much within minutes and and, and the police but don't have a chance to, to but i don't think I, like the article that you're talking about in the washington post i don't think that was at the leading edge of the incident in terms of everybody else was reporting that it happened and this washington post journalist just then tweeted don't forget he raped somebody in 2003 i think even 30 minutes after the event the legacy pieces of Kobe Bryant, the legend, Kobe Bryant, the greatest man on earth, will were well and truly circulating. And so what she was commenting on was, was well, hold on a second. If we're now going to start to get into talking about his legacy and not the incident itself, then it is time to say, don't forget the entire story. Like, I think, I think, I think it would be disrespectful if, like, she was... Responding and like retweeting article. Kobe Bryant died at ten o'clock this morning, and she went, "Yeah, but don't forget he raped a chick," you know. Like, um, but I think the nature of the tweet that she had, and she only she didn't write an article. She, she just, just retweeted, retweeted an article about it from a few like from back in the the day, like mm-hmm. probably about five years after the incident. And and so I think actually her tweet was it was definitely the right time because all of those. The hero pieces had started. The 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 you know the worshiping of Kobe had started. So I don't I get what you're saying, but I'm not so sure the timing was as as you kind of would would think it was. And I, and she didn't write an article. Hey, everybody, don't forget. She just said, you know, well, if we're going to basically talk about the man and his legacy, talk about that too. Oh, I got a question for you. Yeah. Um. So you obviously have some strong opinions on the topic. Yeah, I guess so. Now, now, I've questioned those though. Yeah, like, yeah. I definitely have questioned those. Though. Like whether I'm wrong in that piece. Do when you're one of your sporting heroes, Lance yeah. Armstrong, yeah, was busted for cheating as a yeah. drug taker. Yeah, and um, you know, undoubtedly, he's one of your sporting heroes. Yep, undoubtedly. Um, yeah. 
without a doubt. And then obviously a, a bit of shit come your way, like you know, basically you know, friends of yours, including me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Teasing you for it. Oh, you know, Actually, drug I think it might Just being you, but like, yeah. Anyway. Like, Do you think there's a bit more? Um, there's a bit more behind your sort of you know forthcoming arguments against Kobe to remember the whole totality of, of his career, given the, 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 the fall from grace from one of your sporting heroes. And it's like, well, if it happened to him, I'd, you know, it's, it's got to be the same for this guy. Am I salty because Lance fell off the pedestal and I want everybody to fall <laughs> off a pedestal? Is that what you mean? That, uh, it's Would a short-form way of saying it. There's... Nah, I, yeah. Oh, maybe. I mean, if there was, that would be part of my subconscious, I imagine. I probably, I'm probably, like, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd ever say to you, oh, yeah, like, well, if Lance gets... Ass fucked by the media, then oh sorry, it's a really bad choice of terms. Sorry, um, but like you know, if it happens to Lance, then it should happen to Kobe. I would probably have to edit that part out. That's really bad. Uh, um, we, we don't edit. I'm not that good on the yeah. Uh, that's right. <laughs> I I get maybe I, I'm definitely jaded by the whole Lance Armstrong story. So what I would say is definitely I could admit that the Lance Armstrong incident absolutely has led me to question more the celebrity status or or the people that sports hero my sports heroes are. Because I don't necessarily trust them now, so it probably has led me to be more skeptical of Kobe. Yeah. Not necessarily be um, vindictive against Kobe because Lance got a skewering by the media. That that's another poor choice. Anyway, um, that that you know. So no, I don't think so. But I think it has absolutely had an influence. But if Lance Armstrong had been in that helicopter, I would have expected that everybody was talking about the cheating that he did, and I would have, I would expect that it came out at about the same time because it wouldn't have been seven-time Tour de France winner, don't forget what he did for cancer, which was all actually quite fantastic. Mm. What it all would have been led was disgraced. Yeah. Um, because Tour what, de France winner Lance Armstrong, cause, cause what drug Kobe, cheat Lance Armstrong, died in a helicopter crash. Because what yeah. Kobe did um, happened off court and, 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 what, what, and, and that's tarnished his legacy, mm. right? You can't really say anything that he did on the court has tarnished his legacy. Because... Oh, well, I can because I don't believe... I think his on-court legacy was tarnished by the person that he was. Well, yes. Well, you know, like his, his, achievements, his, his achievements outweigh the, the other stuff, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, whereas Lance... So maybe we, hold, maybe we hold the sporting arena in much higher stead than we do general life. Well... Maybe it's okay to be a rapist as long as you're a good basketball no, no, player. No, no, no. But you, you, you've said it countless times on this show, talent mm. equals tolerance. Yeah, I now, we, we see that play out... Um, mm. You know, in, in, in the whole Kobe Bryant memoriam, whether yeah. it is print or on podcasts, on TV, right. it's, you know, in-game in tributes, um, mm. you know, all sorts of stuff. Steph Curry was wearing a Kobe Bryant jersey um, when they played the Lakers yesterday. At a home game. Yeah, of course. You know, so, like, the effect that that guy had on guys, you know, younger than us, sort yeah. of, you know, they, well, for a lot of kids and guys, you know, mid-20, mid 30-year-old players in the league now, mm. Kobe... Was those kids Jordan? They, Kobe was yeah, to them what Jordan was to us. Yeah, because we were kids growing up. Yeah, yeah. Um, because a lot of those those kids didn't necessarily have, um, you know, um, access to Jordan. You know, in terms of, you know, you would have seen the old tapes, but you only saw highlights. You didn't get to see the full. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the full full bit. Oh, um, definitely. And it and that's what's probably made me question my thoughts on Kobe Bryant is that that there are so many people that have a clearly differing opinion and just want to basically remember who he was. So he obviously did a lot of amazing things for a lot of amazing, like for a lot of people, like because there is a huge outpouring of respect for him from people that even I still respect 
but I am still skeptical again that that some of that is because it's the trend of the time and it's because it's cool to salute Kobe. Totally. You know? Like oh, yeah. and and so I am slightly skeptical of that, whether he did all of that, if that's exactly what he meant, or whether it's just basically clickbait, mate. But I mean, you're never going to get an NBA player or anyone associated with the league Mm. who's been involved in the league and in some capacity come out and call him out for what happened. because well, because it would be public relations suicide. Well, I mean, those those guys live that life. They know what goes on, you know. I can guarantee you that that 70, 80% of the the league aren't angels. Mm. Uh, And the ones that say they are probably aren't. Or haven't yeah. been at some point in time themselves. Yeah. So it's a bit of an unwritten, you know, boys, boys code. And that's what makes me skeptical about it. That yeah. Maybe he wasn't everything they're saying he was, but that maybe it's just protecting a boys club. Oh, just yeah, definitely, I've, just absolutely so, element of that. Yeah. I've yeah. probably listened to <clears throat> eight, ten different podcasts about Kobe, this and that, different opinions, different, you know, journalists, whatever. Not one of them's mentioned it. Always yeah. just been about the basketball. This is what he's done. So never ever mentioned it. Mm. Mm. It's just it's a PR thing. You know? It definitely is. And I mean, well, what were we talking about before? With is it Oprah's missus or? Oh <laughs> yeah, um, he's fr- her friend Gail. Yeah, is yeah. Uh, come out and said something about she's death threat. She's in an interview yeah. with Lisa Leslie. She asked, and it wasn't even. It a, was a throwaway was question. Just a real simple question, and um, what was yeah. the question? I missed it. Oh, she's just essentially said, "Does the alleged incident?" She, I think, she even referred to it as an alleged incident, mm. tarnish his reputation or tarnish his legacy. Mm. And I, I don't know what Lisa Leslie's answer to that was, but Snoop Dogg, like you can Google it, went on his social media's video. He was high as a kite, but he basically said, "Like you're an African American." He's African American. You don't do this. Yeah, Tarnishing right. his legacy, and he like his words were, "We're coming after you." Yeah, well. And then days later, or whatever the case might have been, he did say, "Oh, when I said coming after you, oh, it's not in a violent way. We're not violent. We're just like talking he backtracked about hundred percent. We on now, what he did. yeah, he was like I think I mean in that instance, he probably was just basically saying, we're now going to public relations.' Yeah." disaster you yeah. out of the industry basically. and it's Oprah, easy for us to be realise he doesn't probably have as much power as Oprah Kobe Bryant wasn't one of our own he wasn't you know a, an Australian sporting hero he's 16,000 mm. kilometres away so the way that we even as basketball fans we sure. can we can separate ourselves from from our judgments and mm. you know you can probably take a more of a holistic and a more of a rational sort of approach to saying you know how do we feel about this guy and what he's done yeah. uh, as we've just you know heard whereas in Los Angeles and that city, mm. people turn the blind eye. Talent yeah. equals tolerance. Sure, yeah. So anything negative against their hero or, or, or their, the, the city's icon is always going to be met with... Uh, the aggression that we've aggression, seen. Aggression, you know, I've got to hear what she actually said, which is... it's, And this is the thing, she actually dismissed it, which is, it's been said that the legacy is complicated because of a sexual assault charge, which was dismissed in 2003. Is it complicated for you as a woman, as an NBA, WNBA player? Mm. And she's receiving death threats she's because of that. Getting hammered, uh, talks of her. Well, I can't wait to see Dogg. Snoop Dogg's video on me then. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're listening, Snoop, we love him, mate. <laughs> puff, puff, pass, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. There may be some. Oh, like, look, that's just an opinion. 
That's well, opinions. Opinions, yeah. opinions are opinions. You're yeah, not wrong. You're yeah, not wrong. Neither is anybody else who's actually would disagree with that. And that's, you know, there's a fair sentiment for it. And I get it. That's and it's fine. the thing. I, as I've said to you guys in message groups, I actually, and even from what you said tonight, I agree with what you said, but I also agree with what you said. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Like, yeah, you can sit on both sides of the yeah. fence in this one. Yeah. Look, and I mean, that, the thing that we all agree on, obviously, is that he was a great basketball player. He was great to watch. Right, like I actually don't care whether they won a whole heap of championships. Really, I didn't care about that when I was sitting in Madison Square Garden watching him drop sixty-one points in the very first NBA game I ever saw. Mate, go for it. Keep going to the hole. Keep shooting it. What do I care? Like, yeah, exactly. Knicks were shit anyway. I like, mean, I, I, I've got I've <laughs> yeah. got my own uh, like my own Kobe story. Mm. Mm. Two thousand four, two thousand five season. I was in the states, mm. and I through a friend of mine um, had got hooked up with tickets to a Lakers game in New Orleans mm. and went with one of our mates, Gilesy, and we picked the tickets up from the booth, opened the envelope, and they had two yellow wristbands in mm. there. And I said to the lady at the booth, said, oh, what are these for? And she just looked at me like, you don't know what these are for? These are your back duck passes. In that, you know, the mm. New Orleans Southern, southern draw slaw, whatever they talk really in. Yeah, Did she look at you that way or did she no. physically stay? She looked at me like I was an idiot, basically. Oh, okay. yeah. like, like I should have known what I was yeah. getting. Uh, and I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, my bad, of course. Yeah. And I said, I uh, still didn't really understand what, what they were about. Yeah. And we're like, all right. You just then proceeded in the next hour, walk up to every door in that stadium and <laughs> wave your yellow no, band no, to we, see well, if it would get you through it. <laughs> we kind of worked it out anyway. After yeah. the game, the Lakers had won. Yeah. We walked down, um, down courtside, walked along the court, out to the, the, the back area where all the players were. Mm. Um, now, the Charlotte Hornets, or New Orleans Hornets, first team out, uh, I don't know how, how it happened. We ended up talking with uh, David Wesley, who was mm-hmm. a Hornets player, and his wife. Now, Kobe Did had... You asked him if he was going to have a race on the way home. <laughs> oh. Vroom, 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 yeah. David. Yeah. Look, Google that if you don't know what's yeah. happening. <laughs> Bobby feels David Wesley yeah. in Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Nice Dave home from the um, game. <laughs> we, were, we were talking with, talking with, Dave, talking with David Wesley and his wife. Yeah, sideways, Dave. And Kobe had, had given um, her his game shoes. Yeah. A pair of black, you know, black Kobe's, oh. high tops, yellow and purple. And uh, you know he'd, he'd autographed him. Yeah. And um, did he put his phone number or his room number on the bottom? <laughs> just his sil- just signature in a, yeah, okay. in, a, in a in a silver pen. Probably enough he was. Anyway, I said, oh, this is pretty away. cool. You know, can we have a look? And then so we got we held him and you know big size seven or eighteens whatever they were, and uh, you know chat 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 all good. See you later. Blah blah blah. Anyway, all all the Hornets players leave. All the Lakers players leave. So we get to meet you know a bunch of the Lakers players, Luke Walton and. Um, Shaitan Luke D-back Brian Grant um, Mm. a few other sort of lesser known guys Leandro Barbasa Lamar Odom was an absolute tool was he? yeah he brushed oh he was he brushed everyone (laughs) anyway Kobe came out probably 20 minutes after all the team was on the bus they all had to wait for him he may have not even gone with them probably get some shots up (laughs) anyway there was was literally probably 25 or 30 uh, scantily clad women um, hanging by the chain room just screaming Kobe's name Kobe 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 and I looked at my mate Jazzy and I'm just like oh god what is this was Jazzy screaming Kobe as well <laughs> no and was he scantily clad anyway I feel like he probably would have been Kobe walks out and he just brushed all these uh, women and uh, walked past and there's a couple of guys and then you know I think a dad and his son and then me and, and Jazzy anyway my biggest and best Aussie accent I'm like g'day mate how you going and uh, he turned around and he goes Hey man, where are you from? And you know, I said I'm oh, from Australia. And he says, "Are you holidaying?" We're like, "Yep." He said, "I'd oh, enjoy the game." Yeah. So, yeah, it was great. And he goes, "Awesome. Well, have a good trip. Yeah. Nice to meet you." Shook hands. Off he went. Nice. So you know, from then, you didn't get a photo, did you? 
I, I, I took a photo of the side of his head, and but he was too close. Yeah. I've got it somewhere. Um, I'll dig it up. Yeah. So that's my Kobe story. I met him. That's all right. You want to get a better photo, you're probably going to have to dig him up. <laughs> oh, is it a big surprise that he's dead? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, right. Well, who knows? Add that then? to the list of insensitive quotes by Macron Sports and Spit. Talk about down, it's one of your ten best. But anyway, oh. like, so I might have met the guy. I, ne- I never loved him as my all-time favourite player, but, you know, even then he, he took, the, took the time to say good day as a youngster. Um, in phase two of his career, he was number 24 back then. Mm. Um, a year removed from the Colorado situation. The incident? On a pretty ordinary Lakers team. Yeah, right. Uh, the year after they traded Chuck. Yeah, they weren't that good. Where the Heat were good. Terrible. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, Kobe Bryant. He's a complicated legacy. It is complicated. That's the best way to put it. That's mm. good one. Yep. Yeah. That should actually be the title of a book you write. Kobe Bryant, a complicated legacy. Oh really? I don't know what I'd write about. Like I'm not really sure. Just make the shit up. That's yeah, what most would do yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what is journalism anyway? It'd be 24 pages with four eight guys doing a podcast. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> something weird to just go. Kobe, we love you, man. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that uh, pretty much wraps up the end of it. We're at hour 12, so it's a relatively short show. Mm. Um, we've probably aired our Kobe Bryant um, thoughts. Yeah. Um, Sad for his family. I feel for his family. I hope they are able to cope with the loss of the father and the daughter in that situation mm. and every family that was impacted by that tragedy. Sad loss for women's basketball. You know, Gigi was sort yeah. of uh, the heir apparent and, you know, the more footage I see of her as a player, she was um, mm. really, really good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and, it, 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 like, I suspect, like, he was, as I said, he was a pretty big advocate for women's sport and yeah. because probably because of his daughters, but... You know, so it's sad that they probably won't have that. But, you know, the, I don't know, the Mumba Academy might live on in terms of like, no his doubt. death, I'm sure. So. Even from a marketing point of view, if she wasn't the greatest player ever, female player ever, she's still Kobe's daughter. Yeah, she would have sold shoes. You know, that would have bought people for the sure. WNBA. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's yeah. all good if you can get interested in it. But anyway, I get it all. I just, oh, like, I guess I just agree with the sentiment. Yeah, like, of that Washington Post reporter, right? You probably just tell the whole story, that's all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's um, one girlfriend Bronny James will never have. Yeah, true. Mm. He'll go all right. Just add <laughs> that to the list of comments of inappropriate ones from Streety as well. Right? Or one one. Now, yeah, exactly. it wouldn't be Sports and Spit episode unless okay, let's we did line it up. a Macaverse Streety NRL Ooh. trivia. And so Okay, so producer Nugget's going to ask him, but we're going to bring you boys into this one as well because oh, you guys have got to answer a couple of questions because I don't know anything about the NRL. No, me and so, you. I like. Yeah. So... The tally is Streety 2, Mac and Nil. That's true. Yeah. And this will be every episode. Is it, you're going to win this like 30 nil. Probably. Well, I need help. I'm going to crush you. Who's it, who are you asking the question to, Nug? This one's going first to switch. Okay. The 2017 NRL Grand Final. How many people attended? Multiple choice. Oh, yes. Were you there? Did you go to that one? I couldn't go out the year after 16. He was no. still, still, he was still dusty. Drunk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I was still hungover. Yeah, true. A year later. Yeah. A, 52,540. B, 107,999. C, 79,772. C, 79. Yeah. Is that your final answer? Of course it is. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> it could be 100 and something. Nah. Why didn't you give me that? That was that, obvious. That was 2001. 
It was uh, actually 99. I was at that grand final. St George versus Melbourne. World record rugby league crowd. Thank you. 2001 was better. Asterisk. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Let's talk about Robbie O'Davis. All right, here we go. Let's give this one to Macca. Oh, here we go. Which English Super League club did the Sydney Roosters defeat in the 2003 World Club Challenge to become champions? Get Rodney Palmer on the line. Was it A, yeah. Wigan? Rodney would have would been there running the water that day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A, Wigan. B, yeah. Hull. Yeah. C, St. Helens. Oh, wow. Back in 2003. Well, the Super League was a good year that year. <laughs> Dominated by St. Helens. <laughs> You're right. Yeah! Won <laughs> 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 all this week. Oh, what about that one? Just every time you had multiple, multiple choice, just pick C, boys. Just pick Three C. questions each. Mm. All right. We'll... Uh, Go to Switchy's second favourite here. Who played the most minutes for the Raiders in 2016? Oh, 2016. Was it A, John Jared Lomax. Kroger? Yes, John Lomax. <laughs> Jared no one to He played about as many minutes as beers that he drank before he punched his missus in the face. Josh Hodgson on the list. B, Elliot Whitehead. C, Jack Whiten. Oh, Jack Whiten for sure. No, I'm going to go Jared Croker. No, C. Jared Croker. It was B. Elliot Whitehead. Oh, of course it was. I don't know who that is. <laughs> oh, there's a boy at my. He Elliot Whitehead would have been Elliot. playing. Would have been <laughs> playing in that semi final in Canberra where we beat them to advance to the prelim. Oh. To which then we won one of the grand final, which we won. First Sharks reference: one hour seventeen. Yeah, that's, that's a record. Mm, that is a record. I could ask that last question, but. All right, Macca. Okay, Your no, chance to I'm go ahead. I can, I can move ahead here. I can pick asking, one back up. You can pick it back up. What? The score in total now is 3-1. Yes. I can close the gap here. The Warriors blew a 3-1 lead. Mm. Mm. Yeah, they did too. <laughs> Which of the following companies was the first major sponsor of the Melbourne Storm? Oh. A, Adeco. B, Ream. C, Konami. Konami, did you say? Well, Adeco have been a sponsor of the Melbourne Storm, definitely, but I don't know if they were one of the first sponsors. Does it specify jersey sponsorship or just sponsor, major sponsor? Major sponsor, so that would be on their jersey, mate. Well, I know Adeco have I, been, and I, can, I think I they currently you, are. I can tell you two out of the three have been on their jersey. Have been on their jersey. Two out of the three. Adeco, Konami was the third one. What was this? Ream. Ream. Stall or Ream. I don't remember Ream being on there. Well, I... Craig Bellamy gives him a good reaming. <laughs> and a spit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. That's inappropriate comment from Mitch, number one. Have you seen our microphone? Okay, I'm going to go with a deco because that's the only one that I know. Correct. Yes! Ream oh, two, one. Three, two. Ream was actually on the sleeve. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, no. All right. Apparently that's where I can, Third and final question for me. What do we got? Uh... Who was the 2017 vice captain for the Sea Eagles? Oh, easy. Daily Cherry Evans. Was it A, Jake Travojevic, B, Jared Kennedy, C, Billy Bainbridge? Uh, we're going with Jake Travojevic there. Terry Hill. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Daily Cherry Evans tutelage. Yeah. Two out of three ain't bad. Right, Macca? Yeah, that's right, mate. Four, is this, two? Is, it, is this yep. for the win? This is, yeah, this I get asked the third question, see if I can close uh, the gap. Further, right. just by one. Which club did the Newcastle Knights defeat to win their maiden premiership in '97? Yeah, the Manly Sea Eagles. That, that wasn't the question. Be, that'll be twenty bucks, <laughs> <Yes>. mate. <laughs> but I'm back. Four of three. Was Four of three. All right. 
Oh, that was the question. Yeah, that was the question. All right, but yeah, you beauty. You. All righty, Macca has back. pulled three out of three in this week's. So the running tally is 34, Macca three. Yeah. And, and if Kobe uh, had just pulled out one out of one, then none of this would have happened. <laughs> All right, wonder, wonder. Far less entertaining. Nah, exactly. Lucky this is out an hour, nineteen and forty seconds. Most people <laughs> would have switched off by now. Yeah. That's episode thirty-five. Yeah. We'll see you next time for episode thirty-six. Mumba out. <laughs>